Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at Deal to Heal Teas dot myshopify.com Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E. James, the number 418, make a one-time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, Make sure that you subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and follow us on uh, Spotify or your other listening uh, podcast um, platforms. Uh, also, guys, I'm, I'm really excited uh, with my release of uh, the ebooks, uh, ebooks by ejames.com. That's ebooks by ejames.com. I have three ebooks that is available. I have uh, the core four, which is the four core values that every daughter should receive from her father. I have uh, forgiving me the four steps to self-forgiveness. And I also have from males to men, uh, which is a male mentoring book for young boys. So I'm very excited about that. Make sure you guys uh, check that check that out. Again, that is ebooks by ejames.com. Okay, and for uh, all my listeners, I'm going to tell you guys how you can win $100 from the podcast, right? And it don't cost you anything, but you got to stay until the end to find out that information. So stick around anyway, which I know you are, because you, you that's why you're here. We have, great, we have great episodes and great guests. And just like today, just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest. Miss Catherine, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. 
Okay. All right. All right. First of all, let me say thank you for being here because you could have been doing anything else, but you're here with me and my listeners and I definitely appreciate it. And I'm sure they do too. And if not, they will by the time we finish talking. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So Kathy, we're going to jump right into it. So do me a favor, introduce yourself uh, to my listeners and tell them who you are and what it is that you do. Great. So my name is Catherine Winch and I am a 45 year old woman. I live in Richmond, Virginia, and I am an entrepreneur. I run a consulting company that I started called the mom complex, and we help big companies come up with ideas for better products and services for mothers. And I am also a mother of two teenagers and I am the author of a book called Slay Like a Mother that is helping um, men and women all around the world um, slay their dragon of self-doubt. Right, right. Okay. So I, I came across your platform because of the book. I, I don't remember where I seen it at, but I seen it. I seen a slave like a mother and then I started reading you know, the comments and the presence behind the book. And I'm like, okay, I really like this, you know? And then uh, when I seen you say, um, slay the dragon of South Dell. So that's why I named this episode is the dragon slayer. Okay. <laughs> so, Cause I like, I, I really like that. And so uh, that kind of uh, piqued my interest. So um, I want you to tell us, uh, so I know, because you just told us who you are and what do you do, what you do. So I'm always interested to know the backstory because there's always a story before we became who we are, especially those of us in this in the field of helping others. You know, there's always a backstory from where that journey of who we were to get to the point to now that we are uh, helping other people. So tell us a little bit about your journey of who you were and what you were going through to, that brought you to the point where you was like, okay, now that I've conquered this dragon, let me help out the world. Yeah, absolutely. So for 20 years of my life, so from age uh, 15 to 35, I lived with what I refer to as this dragon of self-doubt. And what I mean by that is that no matter what I achieved on the outside, no matter how many, you know, titles, trophies, success, whatever, anything I was trying to attract in my life, no matter what I achieved, I never really felt good enough. I always felt quite broken and hollow and empty. And after many years of therapy and Oprah episodes and lots of red wine, I um, finally learned that I didn't have enough love inside of me for myself. And so I was requiring it from the outside world. You know, I was using external circumstances um, to help fulfill my self-esteem and make me feel better. And after doing that for 20 years, you know, it just became kind of a dead end road, you know, no matter, it wasn't working, it wasn't feeling better about myself. And that's when I started to get help, like I said, with therapy and self-help books. And I became a real student, you know, of myself and tried to figure out why didn't I like myself? How could I learn to love myself? And once I finally healed myself after several years of a self-help journey, I really felt selfish keeping what I learned to myself, you know, that I could have healed myself and then 
just gone back to my day job and moved on. But my life so dramatically changed and I finally found peace and self-confidence and self-love. And I felt very cold to help other people do the same. And that's what I'm doing now. And it's the great joy and blessing of my life. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm glad that you did. Uh, because like I said, I, I came across the book and we're going to talk more about it uh, a little later. Um, but I just thought that, you know, just reading uh, the parts that I could read um, and you know, listen to some of your uh, videos because I always go back and, and, you know, watch the videos and the clips and things to make sure, you know, uh, that the messaging um, that, you know, my guests are, are presenting is, is good messaging. And I've just loved it, you know, and even the uh, the responses from some of the ladies uh, who have grown from, uh, you know, coming in contact with yourself in the book. And I think it was uh, awesome. And one of the things that you talk about, um, which I think that a lot of us, again, like is like you said, your book is not just for mothers, you know, although you speak to a, a lot of women. Um, but one of the things that we we've struggled with in our lives is trying to do so much, right? And not only just trying to do so much, but then trying to be great at everything. You know what I mean? And so I know one of your uh concepts that I heard you say, and I just thought that was amazing, was pick your battles, but don't just pick your battles, but pick the battles you want to lose. And I was like, oh, that's just like, to me, <laughs> which is awesome. So tell us a little bit about that concept and, and what exactly does that mean? Yeah, so a lot of us derive our self-esteem, as I said earlier, from external circumstances. So who we're helping, who we're volunteering for, what we're seeing and what we're wearing and you know, all external kind of trappings. Mm -hmm. And so I like to challenge people to say, okay, in this season of your life, not for the rest of your life, but the season that you're going through right now, what are three battles that you really want to win? And, you know, that could be, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to get remarried. I want to get divorced, whatever it is, doesn't matter. But three things, because we have to start to prioritize because otherwise, mm -hmm we create this list in our mind of 50 things that we have to do and we have to do well and we have to perform and we have to be perfect. So I'm asking people to prioritize and say, okay, three battles that you want to win and write them down because that's really where your time and your attention and your focus should go to. But equally, if not more importantly, I ask people to write down what are three battles that you're willing to lose right now because you can't win them all. And if you try, we're just going to die trying and fall over in this pile of exhaustion and defeat. So I'll give you an example from my own life. So I have two kids and they happen to be in two different schools. I happen to have a very supportive husband and partner. So we divide and conquer and I do more at my daughter's school and my son does, my husband does more at my son's school. And so I said in this season of my life, I am willing to look like a bad mother at my son's school because I don't know the teachers. I'm not there. I'm not volunteering. You know, like I'm a stranger, right. <laughs> but I said, I can't do it all. I can't, you know, be at everything. So I'm willing to lose this. And lo and behold, when I do show up at my son's school, I feel like a loser because I don't know the other parents. I don't know the teachers. I really don't know where his classroom is. <laughs> and my whole insides kind of shrink like, oh, I'm such a bad mother. But then I say, Catherine, 
you said you were willing to lose at this. And this is what feeling like a loser feels like. This is what it feels like. And it's okay. You said that this was okay. And I give myself some grace in that moment. And so our seasons of life, you know, come and go. But I think it's important to write down the, the three battles that you're willing to lose. You know, maybe you're not going to be putting the perfect food on the table. Maybe you're not going to lose 10 pounds right now. And it's not that you're giving up on it. It's just that you just can't do it all. Right, right. Now, I, I love that concept because uh, it, it has to go in uh, equality, should I say, for lack of a better term, of the the space where I'm at. So in the self-development space is where I'm kind of at and, you know, pouring into myself and, and learning. And one of the things that is often talked about is number one, what do you want, right? And so it's making that decision, like you said, pick what you want to win. What do you want to win? So what do you want? And the other thing is on the other side of that, of what you want is what are you willing to sacrifice, you know? And so Again, like mirroring to what you said, you know, you got your battles that you want to win, but then choose your battles that you want to lose and be okay with that. And I, I think that premise is, is awesome um, because in, in this space where I'm at, you know, this year, my work was intentional. Right. And so I'm like, I'm going to be intentional about everything that I do or every decision that I make. You know, I'm thinking it through, making sure that this the outcome that I'm headed for is what I really want. You know, and so being that, that means some decisions that I stray from, you know, might be like, hey, that's that's not important right now. You know, and again, you might lose in that sense, you know, but as long as you're gaining what you really desire, you're really not losing. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you can always go back to, uh, you know, to go back to whatever that thing was, you know. And so I, I just think that... Uh, you know, I like I said, I, I heard that and I that and I just thought it was awesome. And one of the things that I know that leads us to a lot of problems that we have, um, which I've learned, uh, is how we speak to ourselves, you know, because a lot of times, you know, we I know in this space where I am and uh, getting more into the self-development space, you know, and I've seen it more often now, probably because I'm paying attention, probably was there all the time, you know, how that is, <laughs> things there all the time, but you don't pay attention to it and be like, oh, so uh, affirmations and, and things like that. So if you're talking about affirmations and speaking life for yourself and speaking the things that you want, you know, and I realized just how much of negative thoughts you have in one day. You know what I mean? It's like if you're not conscious of it, but once you become conscious of it, like, you know, even if it's just small stuff, it's like, oh, I look ugly in this dress, you know, or, you know, whatever it is. I look fat today or whatever. Just it could be some the smallest things, but those things add up. And again, like you're saying, it, it adds into how you see yourself, adding to your self-worth and, and those things. So um, so when we're when we're talking to ourselves. How is it or, or what can we do to better be able to communicate, you know, just with our own selves, you know, before anybody else, but just with our own selves, but being able to communicate, you know, how we feel about ourselves and shutting off that negative talk in our own lives. Like, what are some of the things that we can do in order to bring that about? So I think the first step is to realize you're actually doing it because so many of us just walk through this life 
and we're yelling at ourselves, you know, you're fat, you're ugly, you're this, it's a miracle anybody loves you. I mean, it's terrible what we say to ourselves, but most of us go through life and don't even realize we're doing it. So one of the exercises that my therapist had me do was just write it down on a piece of paper, write down the last terrible thing that you said to yourself. And she gave me that exercise eight years ago. And at the time I thought, okay, what is the last terrible thing I said to myself? And I took out a piece of paper and I wrote down the sentiment and what it said was, you are a poor excuse for a strong woman. And that's the way that I felt about myself. And what we have to realize is not only does that damage your psyche, you know, when that weight is sitting on top of you, you're a poor excuse for a strong woman, but it changes your behavior. Because then if you feel like you suck or you're fat or you're ugly, you're going to overcompensate in other areas, right? So I thought I was a poor excuse for a strong woman. So that's when I started working 80 hours a week and always trying to get promotions. And, and so it doesn't just drive our beliefs about ourselves. It drives our behavior, you know, in life. Or if you think you're overweight, not attractive, you're not going to try and start dating again if you've recently, you know, gotten out of a marriage. And so what I like to tell people is that, you're not going to get the mean voice to completely go away. So don't make that your goal. We, we all have a lot of negative thoughts, but you can teach it some manners. And I'll give you an example from my own life. So not too long ago, I was um, at hotel gym and I was riding an exercise bike. And when I was done with my workout, I was resting my hands kind of on the top of my backside. And I felt what felt like two handfuls of cellulite. <laughs> And so the negative voice in my head immediately said, what must that look like? And I'm looking around like, can everybody see my cellulite? And so first of all, I heard it. And that's the first step. So I heard it. And then I taught it some manners. And I taught it some manners by saying, what this looks like is that I got my rear end out of bed and put it mm -hmm. on a bike. That's what this looks like. And so even if those negative thoughts come up, you can correct them. You can teach them some manners and you can have the final say. Yeah. And I, I think that's awesome. And, and one of the things I want to go back to uh, just what you were saying in the first place about writing it down. Right. And so uh, I think it's script, there's scripture that says, write the vision and make it plain. You know, and so whatever it is that you are trying to accomplish or that, you know, use the vision that you see for yourself, writing it down has be has to be one of the uh, most amazing and powerful things you can do. Because once you write it down, you're getting it out of your head, first of all, and then you see it. And when you see it, you're seeing it. But when you see it, you also read it, which means you're hearing it, you know. <laughs> and so one of the things I did for the first time this year uh, was back in February. Um, I had a vision board party, never done a vision board, heard about them, never done it, decided to do it. Right. So I had some couple friends over and we did this vision board party. And on this vision board, I probably had like 10 things, you know, that I wanted to accomplish. And, you know, I did it. I've hung it up on my wall and I'm like, yeah, OK. And so just going on months later, I just happened to stop and look at it. And out of the 10, I had already accomplished like seven of them. And I'm like, I got to do another vision board because now I got to get, get some more goals to do, you know. But it was just the fact that, you know, 
there's so much power in just being able to see it and and put up you know yeah. put it out there into the world to you know what it is that you want and so when it comes to you know how we speak to ourselves again like you said what does this really look like because yes when that negative voice comes to say whatever it is that it wants to say that's contrary to how you feel and what you think about yourself then you have to put it in check you know and then by doing that not only are you putting it in check you know that negative voice but then again you're speaking it out into the world again about who you are so it's not just about how you see yourself but you're speaking out into the world how you want the world also to yeah. see you. because yeah. just like you were in the in that uh gym all the rest of them people was in the gym too so they yeah. were saying thing hey we all got up you know yeah. because everybody still was sleep while you guys are there <laughs> You're, you're exactly right. I mean, speaking it into existence, writing it into existence. And there was something really powerful when I saw it in my own handwriting because mm -hmm. it became undeniable. I was like, oh, my goodness, that is how I feel about myself. And I couldn't deny it anymore. And that's really what sparked my own self-help journey was I was like, why do I think that about myself? You know, it was really painful. Um, but I think it's if we're going to heal and I love how you talk about like we have to deal with our problems if we're going to heal. And if we're going to heal, we have to admit mm -hmm. the way we feel about ourselves. We have to admit what we really want in life and how we want to get there. And all too often it just, you know, stays in our mind and it's just not as actionable, you know, if it stays there. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, the more we get into the the habit of not only speaking how we say, you know, what we say to ourselves, but actually speaking into existence, the things that we want in, in this life, you know, it'd be amazing how much things change and the way things change, you know, um, even with the people that you you interact with on a daily basis, when you'll be amazed at how your situations change, your relationships change just by changing how you talk, you know, just by changing your, your outlook, your perception of, you know, uh, positive thinking and positivity that you look at, at everything that you do, you know, everything yeah. that you say, the people that you uh, even attract, you know, and, and just on my own journey, even since I started a podcast, you know, I've been attracting so many amazing people like yourself. You know, some people I reach out to, but then some people contact me like, hey, I like what you're doing, you know, and it just, you know, being able to uh, connect with them. But it's all about what are you putting out into the world that yeah. you want to get back? Because yeah. everything is like a boomerang. You know, everything that you put out is going to come back to you in some uh, shape or form. Um, it's just how do you want it to come back? You know, and so the more positive you're putting out, the more, you know, thought and attention that you're putting into what it is that you're doing and what it is that you're sending out. Then, you know, when it comes back, it's going to be what you want to receive, you know, and I and I I really think that, you know, sometimes we sometimes it's our own expectations of some of the things that we want or some of the things that we say we want. Not even necessarily what we want, but what we say we want, because that's a whole another conversation that we could get into, which is our thoughts of, of what we want or what we really want. Because what you really want, you'll put the action behind. You know, mm -hmm. so you're like, oh man, I wanna, I wanna lose weight. You know, and then it's like, okay, what are you doing about it? 
Oh, nothing. I just want it. You know what I mean? It's like, so that's not really what you want because what you want has actions behind it to kind of bring it to, uh, to fruition. But I think sometimes we have uh, goals or expectations that sometimes is just unrealistic, should I say, you know? And so trying to find that balance, like, okay, what do I really want? What am I willing to sacrifice in order to get what I want? And then is what I'm saying I want really attainable, you know, or at least attainable for the person that I am now. Yeah. Because if it's not attainable for the person that I am now, then who do I have to become in order to obtain it? You know. Okay. What I mean? So, so on that note, I have your next vision board assignment. <laughs> okay. So, right okay. So a lot of times for vision boards, um, you know, we're projecting onto the future of what we want. So um, and a lot of times what fills up vision boards is external things. So I want a certain job or relationship or house or um, so that can be one challenge. It can be kind of externally focused. But also a lot of times when you look at vision boards, when you're done, they're filled with things that you lack. It's things that you don't have. And somebody mm -hmm. said to me recently, they said, we should build, I don't know what we call it. We can come up with something together, but maybe it's not a vision board, but it's the board of what you already are, what you already have. And what if you stared at that every day that said, okay, I'm a really good man. You know, I have healed myself. I'm healing other people. I'm giving back to my community. And, and somebody said, wouldn't it be neat to look at that every day and remind ourselves what we already are? And it goes back to your point about expectations that a lot of times vision boards are external and they're, they're a sense of lack of what you haven't gotten yet. And maybe sometimes looking at that for some people is going to make them feel like they haven't gotten there and they're still lacking versus like, we don't take the time to compliment ourselves. We don't take the time to think like, okay, what have I done? Well, what's great about me. And um, that could just be an interesting exercise to also stare at that. Even if you never accomplish anything else external, like, what have you done already and who are you as a human being that you can be proud of is just an interesting, you know, exercise. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. My, my mind is, my mind is, is like going right now. I'm like, okay, vision, visionary, the visionary that you are now that Ooh, you're creating yes. the vision. I'm like, okay. So yes. my mind is like going, I'm just like, that's, <laughs> I'm definitely going to be <laughs> thinking about yeah. that. Like how what can we do? And I think that's, I think that's amazing, you know, and, and I think also that's, that's really is something that we don't do often enough. Um, and then I can say that even with myself. And that's probably why I was surprised when I looked at the vision board and realized how much I had accomplished because I never take the time to look at it. You know, I never take the time to look at, okay, what have you done? You know, mm -hmm. and, and I do have some accomplishments in my life that I've been able, I've been blessed to accomplish. You know, I, I uh, started a business. I helped start a church. I started a nonprofit organization, you know, and just a, a lot of things that I, I know I've done, but in the, in the, the press for what you haven't done, you know, in the press of what you want to become and what right. you want to achieve, you don't take the time to really appreciate what you've already achieved. 
you know, and, and who you are, like who you are as a human being that, you know, it's like, what do those accomplishments add up to? Like, it's, I mean, from what you're describing, it just seems like you're a giver, you know, you're a helper, you're a healer. And so even outside of the individual accomplishments, it's like, we're not here just to accomplish and achieve and boxes to feel good about ourselves. It's like, who are you at your core that if the wind blew and all those accomplishments went away and there were different ones, but at the core, you know, you're a good human being and wouldn't it be great to see that every day and remind yourself because we're always going to have failures and we're always going to have setbacks and we're always going to fall short of, you know, things that we want. But if we could have a regular reminder would just be, the best, I think. Yeah, and I think we have to we have to take the time to do that. And I think that's one of the reasons why we have like our moments of, of self-doubt and, and thinking, feeling like we're not enough and things like that, because we don't really look at what we have accomplished and what we have overcame, you know, because like you said, there, there's always going to be a, another thing. You know, it's always going to be another goal to do. It's always going to be another thing you want to accomplish. It's always going to be a version of yourself that you're always striving to become. But at one time, you weren't the version that you are now. You know, (laughs) (laughs) so I think we have to make it more on a more uh, active. uh, I don't know what the word I'm trying to say, but just more on a more uh, more often, should I say? To sit yeah. down and count up, you know what? What have I done? Who have I became? You know right. what have I accomplished thus far? You know, not looking at what I don't have or what I didn't accomplish or what I'm trying to get to, but who am I today that I can say today I'm a different person than I was, you know, last week or last year or yeah. whatever, and appreciate the version of myself that I have become. Right, you know? and I think that's the problem with expectations is we set them too high. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I expect that I'm going to heal everybody. I'm going to help everybody. I'm going to be the perfect brother, sister, mother, daughter, friend, like whatever. And then that again is a sense of striving, which we, people tell us is good. Like it's good to have high expectations, but there's a difference between high expectations that are high and expectations that are too high. And when you set them and they're too high, then you fall short and then you yell at yourself and you tell yourself you're a loser Versus, and again, all of that has is a very externally focused way to look at the world as opposed to what's the internal lens? Who am I, you know, as a person? And, um, and even if I never achieve anything else, what have I already become, you know, as a human walking this earth and um and you know life is so busy so we're not getting this feedback from other people we're just running and gunning and doing and um and and i am living proof that you can't really get it from other people and have it work so there were people you know in my life throughout my life that loved me very much that were very proud of me but i couldn't receive it because i didn't love myself and i wasn't proud of myself and so you know, we just have to be careful about, um, you know, siphoning our love from the external world. Yeah, yeah. And and one of the things that, that I think will be a, a good uh, practice, even when it comes to setting our, uh, our expectations or setting our goals, is that we actually break down 
the steps to get to that goal. So even if we don't make it to the goal, how many steps did we, you know, did we at least take? You know what I mean? So if it's 10 steps to get to this goal and I don't quite make it to the goal, but I might have got seven steps. You know what I mean? I might have accomplished seven steps which within itself. It's still a, a win. It's still a goal, you know. And so I think when we kind of break it down and, and you know, begin to uh, celebrate ourselves, you know, for the accomplishments that we have, celebrate ourselves for the, the person that we have become, you know, in the moment. You know, although again, you know, yes, we have these goals and visions of who we want to become and all that stuff, but just celebrating who we are now, you know, yeah. in the midst of it, in the midst of the journey, because that's what it is. It's a journey that we'll never get to, you know. It's like a journey that never ends. It's like you're on a trip, but you never actually quite make it. Right. <laughs> you might get close, but you never actually quite make it. So you have to enjoy the journey uh that you're that you're going on. I think. Once we begin to really acknowledge that and acknowledge the steps that we've taken and the people, the person that we've become, you know, not only do we help ourselves, but we also are able to help others like you have, you know, been able to do, you know, with your book. Um, and and because you do conferences also, right? Like yeah. conferences, things. Okay. Yeah. 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 So first, so since we got on, since I mentioned it, let's talk a little bit about the book. Uh, first of all, how was that process? Because I I've, I've read three ebooks, which weren't too bad. But before I started the ebooks, I started an actual hardcover book, and I still haven't finished it. Yes. <laughs> so I've read three books in the process of trying to write this one book. <laughs> so how was your process, even coming to the concept of writing uh, "Slay Like a Mother"? And then you know, let's talk to us a little bit more about uh, the things that's in the book that you want the listeners to get out of it. Well, first of all, don't forget to stop and pause and just say you wrote three ebooks. Like that is an extraordinary accomplishment and more than most people. And so, you know, just don't forget to, um, you know, celebrate the victories. Just like we were talking about, it's not necessarily about what's to come. But, you know, for me, it was a really long um, journey. And it's a very personal book that I, you know, share a lot of my own struggles and self doubt and, you know, growing up and being a teenager and being so insecure at one point that I tried to take my own life because I just couldn't, you know, deal with the pain and the suffering and the struggling. And so it was a very emotional, you know, it was a long journey to write it. And it was a lot of this stuff I had never really said out loud. And then I was writing it and it was very therapeutic. I cried all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was scared about how it would be received, you know, by my parents, my husband, my children, people that would be very surprised by, you know, what I was saying, but it was also very therapeutic of like, I'm not going to hide behind this mask anymore and I'm going to speak my truth and I'm getting it out in a big way so mm-hmm. that I can heal and move on and, you know, help other people. But um, yeah, I mean, it was over the course of four years and then, um, you know, I'm still like, as you know, as an author, it's really up to you. Even when it comes out, it's like, well, you got to promote it. You got to talk about it. You got to, I kept thinking, when's the team that's going to show up? (laughs) You know, like I wrote the book. Isn't somebody else going to show up and help me tell the world about the book? And 
another author told me at one time, she said, you're going to spend as much time, if not more, promoting the book than you did writing it. And I was like, there's no way that's the case. You know, and of course, that's the case. <laughs> um, but luckily, I believe in it so much. I'll never, you know, stop talking about it. But the book is all about slaying this dragon of self-doubt and it's very self-help. And it um, the, the crux of the book is seven ways that you're feeding this dragon and how to stop. So you're yelling at yourself all day, every day. You can't say no. You're setting expectations that are unrealistic and they're real exercises and not assignments, but like, tips that you can you know put into practice in your life and they changed my life and so i know they work and it's really neat to be able to you know share it and i've traveled all over the world i've been to india talking about it i just got back from nigeria and africa and um I keep hoping that I'm going to show up somewhere and people are going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't apply to me, <laughs> but it hasn't happened yet. Um, and even in Nigeria, there were so many men that were like, this book is not just for women. This has really helped me. And it's really for anybody that struggles with believing that they're not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. And so I, I, man, just by listening, you know, to you talk about it and listening to the principles, just the ones that you shared here and the conversation that we've had, I, I know that the book is awesome. Uh, I'm definitely going to get my copy. Um, and I, I just, I really just, I think that, you know, even the conversation that we're having, because it even, it's even making me think more while we're talking, you know, and which is one of the reasons why I love this podcast, you know, um, even like I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I heard you mention about, you know, not wanting to be here, you know, uh, or having yeah. thoughts of not yeah, wanting yeah. to be here. Yeah. And so I oftentimes talk about even my uh, thoughts of not wanting to be here at one time because of depression that I was going through mm -hmm. at that time and, and con contemplating suicide and, and everything that looks like. And so I, I love to have people on here who has been to a journey you know, who does have a story and have came out on the other side of it because there have been people that didn't make it to the other side, you know? And so, but I, I really like, you know, while I would love to have some famous quote unquote people on or love to have someone probably that's uh, more well-known as, as guests, you know, but I take pride in having people that's everyday people yeah. because that's who we all are. You know, we're just everyday people who's dealing with some of the same struggles, the same problems, and we need the same help and the same healing. And so, you know, if I did have a, a huge name brand, you know, whoever influencer or, you know, uh, star on, I think people would probably be so uh, mesmerized of the star factor that they would right. miss the story. You know, yeah. so I'd rather just have everyday people like yourself and I to say, hey, we're just people. And I, and I love introducing myself, like when I am a, a guest and I'm on the other side of the podcast, one of the things I always introduce as myself is I'm just a person who loves people, you know, mm -hmm. and a person who loves to help people. And so that was my whole premise behind the podcast. You know, I'm like, I've, I've been through my struggles and my things and I speak my truth. So to help who I can, um, but I haven't been through everything. 
and neither do I want to go through everything. <laughs> so if I can find someone who has dealt with a certain thing or uh, dealt with a certain issue and have overcame it, then I know that there's others that's dealing with the same thing and I'm able to have them on uh, like yourself. And so I, I definitely appreciate you being on. I uh, appreciate the work that you do and the people that you help. And again, just by us having this conversation, you've already put some things on my mind that I'm thinking about now, especially with the vision board thing. That That's right here. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm working on that tonight, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing that I do have to add, like hearing your story too, and I'm a researcher by trade and I study self-doubt and I've done some additional work about studying self-doubt in the black community. And what I have heard in my research is there's almost like an extra burden of silence in the black community that men and women tell me that, that in that community, it's you're expected to be strong, you're expected to be tough and that coming out and saying, I'm struggling, I'm dealing, I, I don't wanna be here, I wanna go to therapy, um, is is that much harder? And there's just an extra burden of staying silent because you're supposed to be, you know, a pillar of strength. And that really affected me in the sense that um, I felt comfortable, you know, speaking about my truth. And it really kind of set me back to learn that, um, you know, in some communities, it's just an extra burden of, of staying silent. And so I love what you're doing and I hope it helps everybody, but particularly you know, black men and women and boys and girls to feel comfortable talking about this. Yeah, yeah. And and you're you're hundred percent correct because that is a, a, a burden that we have. Um and that's why even in this season, you know, I try to have I'm trying and try to have more men on uh talking about uh mental health, you know, things like that. Um, especially black men, because yeah. that is one of the things that we don't hold, you know, we hold in and don't necessarily necessarily talk about. But just as a community, there's a lot of things that we don't talk about, you know, uh, and even speaking of my own journey, when I was going through my whole thing with depression, one of the reasons why, because my mom passed away. Mm -hmm. And so when my mom passed away, I started going to bereavement, you know, and when I started going through the bereavement, I was it really helped me. And in the midst of me being there, it, it helped me when I was coming there for myself. And I liked it so much, I stayed and became a volunteer. And I probably was a volunteer a little over a year. And out of that year that I was there, there was only one Black family that came through there. Wow. And I said, it, it's not because we're not we're not having loved ones pass away. It's not because we're not feeling the emotions of it, you know, but it's because of this facade that we put up for each other that's not true that's like oh no we can't show weakness you know we can't say we're hurting you know and you know the whole thing and so that's actually what my when I started my nonprofit that's what I did I started my nonprofit doing bereavement work you know and aiming in our our communities because it's like look I know I know you're hurting because I was hurting you know what I mean and so just getting us to be able to speak and open up about it. And so that's why I'm really pressing to get uh, more men. I have had some on, but even getting more men on and going into these different spaces where men are joining together and being able to have these conversations, you know, because we oftentimes don't have it, you know, as yeah. men in general, but then also as black men, it's like, yeah. no, we, we try to be 
tough and we try to be strong and we try to, you know, put forth this facade that, you know, we can make it through anything, but in the inside we're hurting. You know, we're hurting with our, our marriages, we're hurting in our families, we're hurting with disappointments from our past, you know, and we're not speaking up about it. And so if I'm your friend and you can't talk to me about it, or because I haven't said anything about it, so you don't want to say anything about it, so we all just hold it in. Yeah. And so uh, in one of my conversations, um, I've had, you know, with uh, other gentlemen is we have to be the one to initiate the conversation so mm-hmm. that the other person know it's okay. Yeah. You know, I speak about it all the time, you know, things that I've dealt with, my own battle with, you know, suicidal thoughts and depression and all of that. I'm openly speaking about it because I want those who I'm speaking to, to know it's safe for us to have these conversations and we don't have to put up these facades that, you know, are hurting us more so than helping us, you know? So again, Catherine, thank you so much uh, for being on. Uh, Thank you so much for your um, expertise and for the work that you do. Uh, I, I appreciate it. So I'm pretty sure that everyone else appreciated also. I'm going to let you have the last word. I want you to have the last word. Um, so, you know, just think of something, an idea, words of inspiration, whatever that you want to uh, leave us with. And also um, your social media handles and where we can find the book and things like, you know, all those things. And so while you think about that, I'm going to talk real quick uh, to my listeners. Thank you guys, first of all, for joining in. But I told you I was going to tell you how you could win $100 from the podcast. And how you do that is by joining our super subscriber contest. What do you have to do? You must subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook page, and to our uh, Spotify podcast platform. And after you've done all three, text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-073 zero to qualify to win a hundred dollars that's all you have to do just subscribe right it's qualified to win a hundred dollars the contest is ongoing and it's random which means once you're in you're always in and you can win at any time so again that's how you can win a hundred dollars join our super subscriber contest you must subscribe to our youtube channel our facebook page and our spotify podcast and after you've done that text the word win w-i-n to the number 866 3260730 to qualify to win a hundred dollars. Is that easy? So, Catherine, once again, uh, thank you so very much for being on. Thank you for being a guest. I uh, really appreciate you taking out the time to be here with me uh, and my listeners. And so I will let you have the last word. The floor is yours. Wonderful. Well, thank you for having me. I would say for anybody listening, you can follow along on Instagram at Slay Like a Mother which is the name of the book, or um, my handle is the letter K and then my last name, Winch, W-I-N-T-S-C-H. And my book is available on Amazon. It's also available on Audible if you prefer an audio version. And it's my voice doing the reading. So I can read to you all about how to slay your dragon of self-doubt. And um, for my parting words of wisdom, I would just simply say, don't wait so long to love yourself. I like that. I like that. We can't say it any better than that. Um, again, thank you, Captain, for being on. To my listeners, thank you guys for tuning in once again to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And we're on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, 
to heal from the pain and to fulfill your purpose. Until next week, we will see you guys. Be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right, see you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.